Welcome back to Second and Short. It is December 26th, 2023. It's Tuesday. I didn't say Tuesday. It felt weird to me to say Tuesday. Uh, obviously, yesterday, today as we're recording, is Christmas Day. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Christmas came early on Sunday with that NFL football. It was amazing. And um, Colin, what was your favorite gift that you got this year? Brand new guitar, baby. Go ahead, show it off. Right. Show off the new guitar. Look at that. Give it a little strum. Strum for the people. It's barely picking up on the mic. I'm sure it sounds beautiful. I don't I don't want to blast the ears <laughs> of everybody. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh my favorite gift was this. This shirt. <laughs> beautiful shirt. Yeah. Griswold family Christmas shirt. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> All right, Colin, we had one hell of a week. Yes, we did. We had, obviously, amazing NFL football, as we already said, a ton of MLB news, bunch of bowl games throughout the week and on Saturday. Next week, we've got the New Year's Six Bowls. We obviously have New Year's next week, and we got to hit a, a stake your claim to finish this episode of madness that we're already going to go through we got to give the people a hot take so let's go ahead get into nfl week 16 it was one hell of a week and we'll start off with the saturday games we'll go uh steelers 20 or sorry steelers 34 Bengals 11 jake browning a human being three interceptions (laughs) Otherwise, three, a good game. Yeah. <laughs> still 335 passing yards. Like, yeah. what the? Bro, backups this year are doing incredible things. Yeah. Mason Rudolph did incredible things today or Sunday, obviously, or Saturday. Jeez, I'm all over the place right Yo, now. Lock in. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Mason Rudolph got into the Christmas spirit, obviously, for good reason. <laughs> 17 for 27, 292 touchdowns, no picks. He only got sacked one time. And the running game was strong, too. Najee Harris, 19 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Warren, not so much, but he did block inside the five-yard line, unlike George Pickens. (laughs) (laughs) Which, George Pickens went ballistic. Four receptions, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. He had a long of 86. I think he had one more in the 60s, I believe. 66, I believe. Yeah, just an absolutely ridiculous performance for George Pickens. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. Yeah, and with no Jamar Chase, T. Higgins had a great game as well. Five receptions, 140, and a touchdown. Um, This game was great, despite the fact that Pittsburgh kind of dominated. Yeah, I wish I could have saw it. You know, I was was under the weather, (laughs) so we took some medicine and I just went to sleep. Fair Woke enough. up, Pittsburgh beat the shit out of Cincinnati, which I was not expecting. Nope. Uh, having a third-string quarterback coming in. But I think Mitch Trubisky is never going to touch the field in Pittsburgh ever again. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it, that's safe to say. It, that was – what a show Mason Rudolph put on. And I bet George Pickens has been waiting for Mason Rudolph to touch the field. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, on the defensive side – T.J. Watt, obviously getting in on the action, getting a sack. You had picks from Eric Rowe, Alex Highsmith, and Pat Pete. 
And um, on the Bengals' side, Trey Hendrickson gets the sole sack of the game for the Bengals. But yeah, overall, a crazy game. Crazy for playoff picture because the Bengals lose, the Steelers win, they move to 8-7, and seven, each of them. That division is a mess. <laughs> that is insane of a division right now. Yeah, it is crazy. But the second game on Saturday just is crazy. Bills 24, Chargers 22. Like, this game was so weird all the way through. You had the Chargers winning after the first quarter 3-0. Then Buffalo puts up 14 in the second quarter. It's 14-10 going into the half. Buffalo goes up 21-13. to And then the Chargers just rally back in the fourth quarter on, I believe, three field goals. Yeah, I mean... Cameron Dicker was five for five with a long of 53. Crazy. Yeah. And the dude, the offense was struggling to, you know, execute in the red zone and even just within the 35 yard line. But Cameron Dicker locked in and he knew he had to get points for him. That was the only way to, that they stayed in the game. Yeah. And Austin, Austin Eckler's still shit. Yeah. Uh, Easton Stick, there was just a lot of check downs. Yeah. That, which makes awesome. sense. Like, after last week's game, you can't be too confident in yourself. <laughs> but, like, he didn't make mistakes. I think that was the big part of this game for Easton was, like, mm-hmm. 23 for 33 is great, 215, whatever. No touchdowns, no picks. He got sacked five times, but I'm not blaming him for that one. Their offensive line was abysmal. Uh, and he had 25 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Like, he had a good game for Easton's stick. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad about his performance. On the Bills' side, they easily could have won this game multiple times in that fourth quarter and just kept falling short. Gabe Davis had a great game, but otherwise it just seemed like nobody else was taking charge. Nobody was stepping up. James Cook had an okay game, not great. 20 carries, 70 yards for him isn't all that good of a game. It just seemed like they could have done more. And nobody but Gabe Davis was really helping themselves. Yeah, I mean, Stephon Diggs only had five receptions, three of them coming off the last drive of the game. Yeah. It was like, that's I'm pretty sure that's two weeks in a row that he's just been pretty useless in this Bills offense. Yeah, and, and like, I don't think he's put up 100 yards in weeks. It's been, I can, I can tell you last time. I want to say it was like week seven. I went up against him in fantasy this week, so I was okay with his performance. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, he's just been struggling. Like, eight targets, five receptions isn't bad, but only 29 yards. Week six. Yeah, week six. And in Ooh. weeks weeks one through six, he had 500-yard games. It's <laughs> crazy. Man, it's A just huge drop-off for Stephon Diggs. Uh, but... On you know the Bills side, their defense played great. Ed Oliver, two sacks. Rizzo Douglas had a sack. Um, Puna Ford had a sack. And uh, Terrell Bernard had a sack as well. And then uh, on the Chargers side, only one sack for him. It was split between uh, Tuli Tui Peloto, or Pelutu, Pelotu, that's how you say it, um, and Eric Kendricks, and then uh, a pick for uh, Alohi Gillum. Uh, this game was great, like all the way down to it. And I just realized 
this whole time. I kept saying the Chargers won. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> yeah, they lost. I don't know why I kept saying the Chargers won. Um, they should have won. Yeah. Honestly, they yeah. should have won. But the Bills also, like I said, in the fourth quarter, had so many chances to pull away with it and just didn't. Um, yeah. So they get the close victory. They're 9-6 and six now, which, like, they still have a chance to win the division. I know Miami won. Or actually, no, Miami might have. Uh, did Miami clinch? Yeah. Okay. Miami never clinched. mind. They can't win the division. Um, I keep forgetting that like there's only two more weeks left. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, the Bills take it, and uh, let's get into Sunday's game. So we'll start with the Falcons coming out of nowhere with Ty- with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. They get the win yeah. over the Colts, twenty nine to ten, and they looked great. Bijan doing a great job on both sides. 12 carries, 72 yards, and he had seven receptions for 50 yards. He had Tyler Algier, nine carries, 69 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Just insane game for the running backs. And then Kyle Pitts gets the touchdown reception, the only touchdown reception for the Falcons. And they just kind of cruise to a victory. See what happens when we use Bijan Robinson? In our offense, it's crazy. It's it, almost it's crazy. like it's almost like Arthur Smith is begging for his job. Yeah, and he see what happens with Desmond Ritter's not our quarterback. Yeah, yep. It, it's uh, I'll take wonderful. I'll take listen. I'll take one or the other, but both a combination of Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter should never happen on any team. Yeah, I can definitely like, agree. I can stand Arthur Smith. If Taylor Heineke is in at quarterback, yeah, or any anybody but Desmond Ritter, yeah, and this Falcons defense looked amazing. They shut down the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, the Colts missing uh, Michael Pittman Jr., but Gardner Minshew just not his greatest day. Twenty for thirty-seven, two hundred one, no touchdowns, one pick, and he got sacked six times. Jonathan Taylor, pretty inefficient day for him. Eighteen carries, forty-three yards, and a touchdown, and um. Obviously, no Zach Moss in this one. Then in the receiving game, it just seemed like nobody was willing to fill the role of wide receiver, number one. Kyle Granson was their leading receiver, five receptions, 62 yards. And then Will Mallory, four receptions, 47 yards. But Josh Downs and Alec Pierce, the two guys that probably should have been the ones to step up, six receptions, 39 yards for Josh Downs, and three receptions, 30 yards for Alec Pierce. Just It's simply not good enough. Alec Pierce had a lot of crucial drops. Yeah, seven targets, three receptions. There was like one, he was wide open in the middle of the field, and it just went right through his hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what is? what are you doing? Yeah, and but, um, as always, but, Jesse Bates gets his pick. Yeah, the Colts also had a lot of, lot of horrible penalties on defense. Yeah. A lot coming from EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin. They're yeah. two leaders on defense. Like, had some crucial penalties that led to points for Atlanta. Definitely. And then on the Atlanta defensive side, Caden Ellis had a one hell of a game. This guy was everywhere. He led the team in total tackles. He had a sack. He had three tackles for loss. He had a pass defended. Like, this guy was going insane. And then you have a sack for Richie Grant, two sacks by Zach Harrison, a sack and a half for Calais Campbell, which was split with Arnold Ebiketti, this defense looked as good as it's been all year in this game against the Colts, and I was super happy with it. 
Is Arthur Smith going to be our head coach next year? No, he's still not going to be. Is Young Way Koo going to be the kicker? Yeah, five for five on his field goals this week, two for two on extra points. Just one hell of a game for him. Yeah, but when I pick him up, he misses. <laughs> like, we got Brutal. see, we got lucky on one because we had a field goal attempt that he missed. Yeah, but. We, they had what is it? Uh, were they offsides? I they were believe they were offsides, and cut it down, and it ended up being like a twenty-yard field goal that he just piped. Yeah, like but, the the Colts were penalized four times for twenty-nine yards, and it felt like every single one of those was just crucial. Pretty sure uh, all of those were like on third, yeah, third or fourth down. Because like we had. What there was one where we were at like third and six, and they had the neutral yeah. zone infraction, put us to third and one. We're able to convert like just over and over and over again, just crucial penalties. Nah, it was fourth and six, and then it took us to fourth That's and right. one. Then we, did, we yeah, decided we to go for it. for it. Yeah, and then we ended up uh, getting closer. Still ended up kicking a field goal. But yeah, it's okay. But still, a good offensive performance. Obviously, you'd like to see more touchdowns out of that many opportunities, but. With Young Waku kicking like he is, I, I feel pretty yeah. good when we get into field goal range. I'm cool with 29 points, honestly. Definitely. But let's get into the next game. Seahawks 20, Titans 17. This game was just kind of weird. Very weird. <laughs> like, I watched this one all the way through. Mainly because Ryan Tannehill was at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't help. Is, is Levis hurt? Yeah, he was hurt this week. Okay. Uh, but Gino had a good day. It just didn't really reflect until the very end. 25 for yeah. 36, 227, two touchdowns, no picks. Got sacked three times. Kenneth Walker had a decent day. Uh, 16 carries, 54. Actually, not a good day. I'll just say that. Zach Charbonnet, did he get hurt? Because he did nothing. No, he just wasn't used. Cool. Because <laughs> he had two carries for zero yards on a long of three. Um and one reception for negative four yards. So I know I know what had happened is Seattle got down early. Yeah, I think they were down ten seven or ten three going into the half. Yeah. So they just went to a pass heavy offense. Yeah, and it worked. Tyler Lockett leading the way with eight receptions, eighty one yards. Jackson Smith and Jigba a good game as well, six receptions, sixty one yards, and then DK getting a touchdown and Colby Parkinson. This was great by the Seahawks to come out fourth quarter, score your only two touchdowns of the game, and get the win. Absolutely. Uh, and then Der- Derrick Henry ran the ball pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. surprisingly. <laughs> I knew he'd bounce back. Let's let's all be honest. He was not going to go 16 <laughs> carries, nine yards again. So what it's been is he has a really bad game, then a decent game. Yeah, passing touchdown in this game. He now has the same amount of passing touchdowns this season as Ryan Tannehill. Oh man, that's Two. that's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. But I'm uh, I'm happy for a Kongwu getting yeah. in on the action this week. Yeah, great game for Chikozi oh, McConquo. Six receptions, sixty three yards, and a touchdown. What? Brock Purdy threw another pick. Yeah, we forgot to mention Monday Night Football going on right now. It's currently five to three. Forty Niners. And like Colin just said, which I'm about to watch on my TV because I'm so behind, uh-huh. Brock Purdy threw a pick. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah, that was real tough. Jumped that's up, his deflected second, it. 
Second one of the game. I guess I'm glad I started Dak, even though I'm going to lose in fantasy. Um, on the defensive side, though, for Seattle, that's where this team really showed up, especially in the second half. You had a sack from Bobby Wagner, who also led the way in total tackles and solo tackles, had two tackles for loss as well. Then Boye Mafe, a guy that I was super high on going into the season, had a great game. He had two sacks in this one. He hit the QB four times. And then you had a sack for Draymond Jones and Mario Edwards Jr. Just one hell of a day for those guys. Oh, and Jer- uh, Jaron Reed as well. One hell of a day for the Seahawks defense. And uh, they get away with a win. They move to 8-7. and seven. Now, the next game. Whoa. What happened here? Lions 30, Vikings 24. Detroit was winning all the way through. But <laughs> Nick Mullins, what the hell was that? Like, this was an all-time Nick Mullins day. Like, he they straight up handed him the keys to this offense this week and were just like, do something. And he tried. I'll give him that. 22 for 36, 411 yards. <laughs> two touchdowns, four interceptions. <laughs> Definitely not going to just get past that. Four interceptions and four sacks. Tough when it comes to, you know, the sacks and the interceptions. And the fact that he fumbled twice, though they didn't lose any of them. He still fumbled twice. Um, wow, what a what a weird game for this Vikings offense. Like, Ty Chandler could do nothing. Alexander Madison did nothing. Like Ty Chandler did have a touchdown, but otherwise couldn't do anything. But it was all Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne. Justin Jefferson on six receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown. And then KJ Osborne, five receptions, 95 yards and a touchdown. Wow. Would have been two touchdowns for uh, for Jettas, but that last throw of the game from Mullins, an absolute wobble fest into the hands of the defense. God, that was the ugliest pass I've ever seen. Yes, it was. Uh, he had he had him wide open. Yeah, what a what a won the what a won the game. Yeah, real bad. And the Lions tried to lose this game multiple times. <laughs> In that second half, they were trying to make mistakes. I swear, Jared Goff was going out there just throwing straight at the Minnesota defense, and they were dropping the ball. I don't even want to know what you just did that dance for. <laughs> I saw, saw Safe Flowers out here making making the 49ers defense look stupid. Yeah, but. Jared Goff, back to this game. 30 for 40, 257, one touchdown. Only got sacked one time, didn't throw a pick. Jameer Gibbs had a great game outside of the fumble. 15 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. David Montgomery, 17 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown in the receiving game. 12 receptions, 106, and a touchdown. This game was fantastic to watch. Wire to wire, all the way through, was a great Great game. And uh, on the defense, you had a couple of standouts for the Lions. Brian Branch having a great game. Melifonwu. I know how to say his last name. Melifonwu had two sacks in this game. Uh, Romeo Aquara had a sack in this game as well. And then two picks from Kirby Joseph. A sack from Melifonwu. Uh, or sorry, a pick from Melifonwu and a pick for Brian Branch. Whoa. <laughs> a lot going on there. And, um, yeah, this game was fantastic. But the Lions win the NFC North for the first time in 30 years with this victory. 
Wow. And Campbell's changing the narrative out yeah, there. Yeah, man. If only Megatron was a part of it. Also, yeah, or Stafford. Yeah. When he was just getting beat the fuck up. But also, how is Laporta, tight end number one, only targeted three times? Crazy. They had to give him the week off. He exhausted all of his touchdowns last week. Nah. Unacceptable. Maybe. All right, well, let's move on to the next game. Uh, this was the highest scoring, absolutely dog shit game I've ever seen. 30, oh Jets 30, Commanders 28. I can't explain what happened on this field. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, Sam Howell got benched about yeah. halfway through the game. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Sam Howell threw two picks. Only <laughs> was six for 22 and got benched. Jacoby comes in, plays a pretty good game. 10 for 13, 100 yards and a touchdown, no picks, no sacks. Pretty good game for Jacoby Brissett. But, what happened last week? Yeah, exactly. Chris Rodriguez had two touchdowns on the ground. Antonio Gibson had a touchdown on the ground. Uh, nobody really having an exceptional day in the receiving department, but Logan Thomas does get a touchdown there. And um, for the Jets, the, the victorious Jets in this game, Trevor Simeon threw the ball 49 times. 27 completions, uh, 217 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Never got sacked in this game. Uh, Brees Hall, though. This was Brees Hall's game. Uh, wow. 20 carries, 95 yards, two touchdowns, 12 receptions, 96 yards. Dude, what what running back is ever getting targeted 16 times? That was literally one more than the wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson. That's insane. (laughs) Like, that is a performance you simply don't see. Absurd. Absolutely mind-blowing. Absurd. Um, Of course, Trevor Simeon did fumble uh, and lost the ball. But uh, obviously, there's not much to talk about on the defensive side. Um, that obviously reflects in that final score. But you did have picks from uh, Cody Barton for Washington and then a pick for Quincy Williams and Tony Adams of the Jets. This game was so weird. It was an absolute end of the season. Neither of these teams are making the playoffs kind of game. Yeah. I mean, surprised the commanders just didn't tank. Yeah. You know, just helped their, helped their draft. Well, know? they the commanders did tank. But um, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I think Sam Howell will be good. Jacoby Brissett needs to start ne- next week's game. Yeah, I agree. I think Howell needs more time. But Jacoby Brissett a- is like the essential bridge quarterback. He's like one of the best backups you can have yeah. in the league. Oh, yeah. Like, he might as well just be your starter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go throw the Brissett jersey on right now. No. <laughs> but let's move on to the next one because there's a team here that also should have been tanking, and they ended up losing, but wow. Packers 33, Panthers 30. Whoa. All of a sudden, the Packers can run the ball. All of a sudden, the Panthers can throw the ball. Like I don't know what happened here, but Aaron Jones had 21 carries for 127 yards. He had touchdowns on the ground from Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon. Jordan Love had two more in the passing game, one to Romeo Dubs, one to Dontavian Wicks. And then on the Carolina side, Bryce Young 
having a fantastic performance, 23 for 36, 312, two touchdowns, no picks, only got sacked twice. They ran the ball okay in the red zone. You had a rushing touchdown for Amir Smith-Marset for 33 or for 20 yards on the touchdown, and you had Chuba Hubbard have 43 yards and a touchdown as well. DJ Chark having a great game. Six receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Adam Thielen having a good one as well. Six receptions, 94 yards. I genuinely don't understand how this game went the way it did. Dude, Bryce Young looked good. Yeah. The Panthers, the Panthers O-line looked good. Yeah, it was crazy. But, and, like, the Packers it, have a good pass rush. Yeah, dude. It, like, I was honestly so shocked watching this game, like, because both teams could just move the ball at will. Yeah. Uh, touchdown, Gus Edwards. I know, I know you saw me. The, <laughs> the, the Tiger Woods fist bump. I know. Uh, yeah, th- not too much to talk about. Outside of you know just the ridiculous performances, I, I got I got one comment. How about it? Even on the worst team in the NFL, Miles Sanders is horrible. Yep, he still sucks. Three for, carries for three yards, yep. and one reception for five. Yards. And he he had a long of three. Uh, <laughs> so that'll that'll uh, give you all the information you needed. But yeah, Miles Bummy Sanders, uh, as you have referred to him as in the past. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. Tough, tough scenes uh, in Houston. Cleveland, 36, Houston, 22. Joe Flacco, dude, Jesus. 27 for 42, 368, three touchdowns, two interceptions. As per, He's either going to have... Two touchdowns, three interceptions. He's going to have three touchdowns, two interceptions. It doesn't matter. He didn't get sacked once. They couldn't run the ball to save their lives, but Amari Cooper was there to save the day. 11 receptions, 265 yards, and two touchdowns for Amari Cooper. Jesus. And then David Njoku also getting a receiving touchdown. Just wow. Amari Cooper. What a day. Were the Browns just, like, stashing Joe Flacco until, like, he was, like, ready to go? Dude, I swear. Like, they picked him up five weeks ago? Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. How did no other team, like, make an offer for Joe Flacco? Yeah. Dude, like, what's even crazier is, like, the only reason I even found out that Flacco was going to the Browns was because some dude tweeted out a picture of him on a flight to Cleveland. (laughs) That's That was my only reason for even knowing that happened. Just an you know, insane, insane pickup for the Browns. And now they're 10-5. and five. I was about to say, have they lost with Joe Flacco at all? Uh, They might have lost the first. No, they've won three straight, and I don't think he played against the Rams. He did. Oh, he, he did. did. Okay, yeah, they lost that one. Pretty bad. Um, Still, <laughs> three straight with Joe Flacco. Three and one. That is insane. Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl this year. Don't know about that. I think there's some teams in their way. Possibly a team that's on TV right now. Team that doesn't look too great. Uh, I'm saying the team that just scored a touchdown. Yeah. It's in their division. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And they finish out the season with the Jets and the Bengals. So they've that's definitely got a good chance to get two more wins. Yeah, absolutely. 
And the Ravens, you know, this isn't a guaranteed win that they have right now. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, But, yeah. For the Texans, uh, nothing was happening here. Case Keenum, shit. Davis Mills, better. Not great. (laughs) Yeah. A a limited Nico Collins, no Tank Dell. Yeah. It's like you're you're struggling. Yeah. Dalton Schultz was back, though. Yeah. At least he tried to help out. He had a good game, but, yeah, tough tough scenes for the Texans who are now eight and seven. I still think they're just not going to play CJ Stroud again. I don't think so. I just keep him safe. I'll be honest. Yeah. But well, I'm like, cause they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Kind of. That's, but also why put Stroud in a bad position? Yeah. I don't know. Unless he's like 120% ready to go. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't risk it with that kind of talent. Get yourself another draft pick, pick up whatever you need, move along. What do you think Texans should go after? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. O-line? O-line's not bad. Maybe maybe secondary? Yeah, I'm thinking secondary. Trade up and get Cooper DeJean? (laughs) Depending on where they're picking, they might not have to trade up. That would be a nasty pickup. Yeah, dude. That'd be huge. White cornerbacks unite. That could be horribly misconstrued. <laughs> yeah, Brown's absolutely taking this game by storm. Yeah. And um, speaking of games taken by storm, the Buccaneers, 30-12 to 12 over the Jaguars. Whoa. Baker Mayfield. Rolling. Baker Mayfield looks unstoppable right yeah. now. 26 for 35, 283, and two touchdowns in this game. Uh, couldn't really run the ball this game. 20, uh, 20 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown for Rashad White. 10 carries, 25 yards for Chase Edmonds, and that's just about it. But Mike Evans won the hell of a game. Seven receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns for him. And Chris Godwin, a pretty good game. Six receptions, 78 yards, despite the fact that he got 11 targets, um, <laughs> as per usual. Wow. What yeah, a game. Jaguars, Jaguars are struggling. Yeah. And, and, like, the receivers didn't play bad. Evan Ingram, 10 receptions, 95 yards. Calvin Ridley had a hell of a game. Six receptions, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I don't really know what the problem is. Like, obviously, Trevor's turning the ball over a lot right now. Travis Etienne cannot run the ball to save his life. Um, but, yeah, they got to figure something out, too, because, honestly, like, the AFC South has turned into a shit show these past couple of weeks. Yeah. How how many of them are eight and seven? Three. <laughs> three of the four. Yeah, that's... All three teams, actually all four teams in the AFC South lost this week. Yeah, and you got a matchup to end the season between the Titans and the Jags. Uh, but they got the Panthers next week, so. Hey, it ain't easy. The Jags have lost four straight. Yeah. To the Bengals, Browns, Ravens, and Bucks. Yeah, which three of those, honestly, all four of them, pretty difficult. Yeah. But the way the Panthers played against the Packers. And the fact that they beat the Falcons last week. We're not talking about that. It's. I'm just saying. But what we're going to talk about is Brock Purdy just threw another pick. Are you serious? A third yeah. pick? Yeah, he has uh, three shit. picks right now. Game manager. 
<laughs> Absolute game manager. That is granted, he's seven for fourteen for 130 yards. Not bad. But he has three picks. Yeah, that is bad. All right, let's get into a bad game. <laughs> oh. Bears. Cardinals. The Bears take it 27-16. Um yeah, yeah I don't I don't know what happened. That bad. This was it wasn't that, that bad, bad of a game. But going into it, I did not want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, look, Khalil Herbert breaking yeah, out just 20 dropped carries him. for 100 and... Yeah, just dropped him this week. I haven't started him uh, in months. I know that hurt. And he, he mean, was projected like five points. Bro, when you start the game with a 53-yard yeah. reception to Cole Komet, who then a quarter later leaves the game because he hurt his knee. Yep. Is why. But, but also, your only receiving touchdown was a one-yard pass to Mercedes Lewis. Fuck yeah. I didn't even know Mercedes Lewis got picked up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't either, <laughs> to be honest. You I had three different tight ends playing this game. Robert Tunyon, bro. Yeah. Oh, DJ Moore, fucking absolutely useless. Yeah. Yeah. Three receptions. Second for most receiving yards. yards. Second most receiving yards on the team with 18. That's wild. Crazy. That but yeah, wild. Khalil Herbert with one hell of a game. Justin Fields, of course, one hell of a game on the ground. Nine carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. The Cardinals didn't play horrible, though. I'll oh. say that. Kyler Murray, 24 for 38, 230, and two touchdowns. Ooh. James Conner, 12 carries, 45 yards. Not great. Kyler Murray, five carries. 32 yards, and then James Conner, five receptions, 67 yards and a touchdown. Greg Dortch getting a touchdown. Um, wait, wait, wait. Say that name again right there, Grayson. Greg Dortch. Getting yeah. A Love that guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he's the 100th and 11th uh, ranked wide receiver in the in NFL fact, right now. No, nice. That's awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah, not too much else uh, to talk about. I didn't watch like any of this game, so no, neither did I. Okay, cool. Don't care about it then. We're moving on to a much better game with much more to talk about. Dolphins twenty-two, Cowboys twenty. A mm. game-winning field goal and a lifetime performance for Jason Sanders. Five field goals in this game for him. Just putting the squad on his back when it matters most, hitting a fifty-seven-yarder. Oof. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Just That's impressive, insane. actually. Yeah, and like the Cowboys didn't play bad at all. Dak, no, 20 for 32, 253, two touchdowns, no picks for him this week. Pollard could not run the ball. That's <laughs> for sure. But C.D. Lamb having a great game, of course, six receptions, 118, one touchdown. He had a touchdown for Brandon Cooks as well. Um Jalen Tolbert had a pretty good game. Jake Ferguson also having a good game. Just wasn't enough. Simply. Yeah, I know Jason Sanders, uh, three of his field goals were over 50 yards. Yeah. He had a 52, a 54, to a 57. Crazy. And all of them were just right down the pipe. Yeah. And um, for the Dolphins offense, Tyreek Hill leading the way. Nine receptions, 99 yards as per usual. Doing all in the second things. half. Yeah, all, all in the, the second, second half. half. Like he was absolutely useless. Yeah. Well, he dropped. Part. He dropped 
what probably would have been a touchdown on like their first yeah. or second drive. Yeah. Tough. It was tough. But Durham Smythe having a good game. Five receptions, 56 yards. Jalen Waddle had one reception for 50 yards. Got hurt. On the first drive. <laughs> got pretty banged up. Did nothing for the rest of the game. Also, he might man, have left Tyree, the game. He did. Tyree okay. killed just one yard away yeah. from the 100 yard bonus. Yep. Real close. Um, they really didn't do anything in the running game, though. I will give props to Dallas. That defense did a great job in the running game. Uh, but that whole second half, Tyreek Hill was cooking to Ron Bland. It was brutal. I knew it before the game even started. Yeah. There's, o- there's only one person who can really cover Tyreek Hill right now, and he's hurt and now for the rest of the season. Tredavious White on yeah. New England. He's the only person that can cover him. I thought he was on the Bills. Who's there's there's uh who's the guy on New England? Christian Gonzalez. No, they had. I I can't think of who you're thinking of. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he could be on the Bills. You know, I don't. I don't really care. But he's the only. Tre'Davious White is the only cornerback that can uh, cover Tyree Kill, and I think he is on the Bills, and yeah, he went out hurt. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Next I game. I don't care. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, let's talk playoff implications uh, of this one. So the Cowboys moved to 10-5. and five. The Dolphins moved to 11-4. and four. Dolphins, first win over an over uh, 500 opponent. Cowboys, fifth loss on the road this season. <laughs> it, this was literally like... The, the two worst teams in those two scenarios facing off. Right? Someone had to change. Yeah. Somebody numbers. had to do something right here. Um, and honestly, neither of them wanted to. <laughs> it was it was pretty brutal. But the Cowboys, um, with the Eagles uh, win this week, the Eagles moved back into first place. The Cowboys have already clinched a spot in the playoffs, but obviously they lose the number two seed drop all the way down to the number five seed in the playoffs because they moved out of that one position and um, makes it a much tougher way to go out. Um, Right now they'd be mashing up with the Buccaneers again, like last year, except this time, no Tom Brady. (laughs) Uh, And then for the Dolphins, this is huge. Obviously you fend off the Bills for making a a late comeback for the division. You're 11 and four now. when you're looking, you know, playoff picture, the uh, the Dolphins sit at a, um, I think, uh, a second place, correct, in the uh, AFC, right behind and the Dolphins Ravens? Are, Dolphins are second. Gotcha. So, yeah, look, that was a, that was a huge win right there for the Dolphins. They really needed it. They're now 7-1 at home, and... Um, what their remaining two games aren't, you know, a walk in the park. You got the Ravens next week. Certainly not easy. Gonna be then, a great game. Yeah. And then the Bills on the final week of the season. Oh. Once again, not easy at all. So something to look forward to uh with this Dolphins the Cow- team. The Cowboys got the Lions next week. It's gonna be tough. But then sure. you got the commanders, so probably gonna go one and one. If I had to say, yeah, but I agree. no, because they got the Lions at home. Mm, it's different. But here, here's the thing: they got the com- they got the Commanders 
in Washington. That doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I'm not hey. I'm not worried about the Commanders in Washington in the final game of the season as they try to hold on to their four wins. Just we'll saying. see. We'll see. All right. Let's talk about Sunday night football. This one was a shocker. Patriots 26, Broncos 23. One Fuck. hell of a comeback for really the Broncos didn't complete the comeback fully, but Denver goes up 7 to 0 after going for it on fourth down on their first drive in the red zone, not converting it for the touchdown. Giving the ball to the Patriots, obviously nothing happens there. They end up going down. They do the same thing again. They get a touchdown this time. New England kicks a field goal before the half. 7-3 going into the half. New England comes out in that third quarter. And they go. Touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott. They missed the field goal. Touchdown. Mike Gusecki. 11-yard pass from Bailey Zappi. Chad Ryland makes the kick this time. Then a Cody Davis one-yard fumble return. For a touchdown. And it is all of the sudden 23 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. Then Russell Wilson with a dime to Lucas Cruel, then gets the two point conversion, makes it 23 15. Then another go at it, Brandon Johnson, a 21 yard touchdown from Russell, uh, from Russell Wilson to, uh, to bring it to 22 23, or sorry, 21 23. They get the two-point conversion with Javante Williams, and uh, it's a tie game. And then Chad Ryland, with two seconds on the clock, kicks the game-winning field goal for the Patriots. Just ridiculous. Like 56-yarder. Yeah. This game was insane. You had Cortland Sutton go down like right at the beginning of the game, never comes back. Uh, Marvin Mims. Was having a great game. Three receptions, 63 yards. He had a couple of really good uh, punt returns as well. Um, yeah, a 52-yard punt return uh, for Marvin Mims that I believe set up a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, just a, a crazy, crazy game. Bailey Zappi looking actually good. 25 for 33, 256, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Demario Douglas had a good game. Five receptions, 74 yards. Uh, and then you had the Zeke uh, receiving touchdown. Same for Mike Gesicki. But, yeah, this game was madness. Was it Christian Barmore having yeah. five solo tackles, three sacks? That's four quarterback hits. Yep. And the Patriots stay true to uh, defending the run very well. Jaleel McLaughlin, 37 yards. Javante Williams, 24. Russell Wilson, 20. Like, they still yet to give more than 58 yards to a single running back in a game. Damn. Crazy. New England's defense is very underrated. Yeah, their run defense is amazing. And, and like, yeah. obviously their secondary has just gotten kind of hurt throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Like, imagine Patriots imagine Christian Gonzalez was still here. Yeah. And they, uh, <laughs> the Patriots moved to 4-11. and 11. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, tough. Um, they might have uh might have moved down in the draft with that one. Um, but they, they have Zappi's trying to sorry. Zappi's trying to tell them why they should not draft a quarterback. Yeah, well, they're gonna. Uh, the Bills and the Jets 
remain on their schedule. Probably a loss next week, but haven't lost to the Jets in quite a while. So um, why start I now? They, I think they lose to the Jets. Okay. A, a not very experienced quarterback with a phenomenal Jets defense. You could kind of say the same thing for the other side. Not a very experienced quarterback against a phenomenal defense for the Patriots. That's going to be an ugly-ass game. Oh, I'll yeah. It's going to be horrible. You think that's worse than Commander's Jets? I think so. Yeah, because at least there was a lot of points in Commander's Jets. Yeah, Ain't this nothing be, happening in that one. It'd be like a 10-3 to or a 7-3 to yeah. game. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, well, before we get into the games that have happened today, score update, Ravens 13, 49ers 11. Um, yeah. About to be, uh, I guess it's, yeah. That'll be 12. That'll be 13-12. Yep, 13-12, Ravens. Extra points Christian McCaffrey, touchdown run. Yep. He, he kind of just murked that drive. Yeah. That drive was hit. Yeah, that was all him. Uh, all right, well, let's start off with the first game of the day. An upset. Raiders, 20. Kansas City Chiefs, 14. Taylor Swift in attendance with Santa Claus himself coming into the stadium. And uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, I don't know, I guess he uh, left his ability to play in that sack that he carried into the stadium with him. Uh, five receptions, 44 yards for Kelsey. Uh, nobody breaking 60 receiving yards on the team. Uh, Rashi Rice with 57 leads him. Justin Watson had a touchdown. Pat Mahomes had a stinker. And, um, yeah, this was such a weird game for the Chiefs. You had two back-to-back plays for the Chiefs, resulting in defensive touchdowns for the Raiders. Just absurd. And then Zamir White. Yes, sir. What the hell? This guy. Zeus. This guy's. This guy's good. Yeah, 22 carries, 145. Wow. That's insane. Uh, obviously, no Josh Jacobs in this game. Um, Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you win a game? How? Nine for 21 uh, for 62 yards. He didn't complete a pass in the second half. Two defensive touchdowns and yeah. Samir White. That's how you win a game. It's insane. They had no offensive touchdowns. Devontae Adams had one reception for four yards on six targets. Yeah. But let me say, Legereus Sneed absolutely locking him up. Yeah. I'm not sure if I said that on the podcast, but I definitely told somebody um, that was going to be the case. I think somebody asked me if they should start Jacoby Myers, and I was like, uh, yes, because Devontae Adams is getting locked. Jacoby Myers didn't do much, but... Better than Devontae Adams. I told I told Ronnie, I was like, listen, I don't know why you're starting Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like, Sneed, Sneed has been one of the most underrated cornerbacks oh, yeah. in he the league. He has been locking them down, especially yeah. the best receivers in the league. He has been locking down. It's crazy. If, if he is not in the Pro Bowl this year, oh, I don't, I don't he know. He is a first team all pro. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, this game was absurd. You had the pick six for Jack Jones, and um, two weeks in a row. Yeah, and then uh, you had a a touchdown for Bilal Nichols on a fumble recovery. Also, did you see after the pick six, he acted like he was going to go give a ball to a kid. Yes, dude, that was just, absolutely hilarious. 
And then just a psych. Yeah. Like what? Absolute Grinch move. That's fucked. And uh, you had three sacks for Malcolm Kunsi. Kunchi. I don't know what it is. Kunchi. <laughs> Kunchi, maybe. Uh, and a sack for Adam Butler. Yeah, the Chiefs looked shit in this yeah, game. They, they, they look so bad. Yeah, they moved to nine and six now. Um, luckily, the Broncos lost, but yeah, they. Um, well, tough, tough game. Nine and six, uh, with Vegas and Denver seven and eight behind them in the division. Kansas City just does not look right. There is a lot of things missing. Uh, first of all, a number one wide receiver definitely missing. Um, yeah, just uh, and Pacheco got banged up, took a knee yeah. to the face. Yeah, he also got onto the table. Uh, as after he got hurt and the table and collapsed. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, not his day, but yeah, that's no, uh. Hey, you, you think you think Mahomes is uh, returning those uh, golf carts he got for his O line? He better. After today, he better. Ugh. Yeah, brutal stuff for the Chiefs Mm-mm. on Christmas Day. But the next game, middle of the day, the Eagles. They pull it off, but not in uh, the best fashion. 33-25 over the Giants. Tommy DeVito gets benched in this game. Uh, so that's the end of his uh, his Lynn Sanity run. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all for Tommy Cutlets. Um, yeah, and it's like he didn't do anything wrong, per se. He just didn't do anything right. Yeah, he just was not giving them a good chance to win the game. Tyrod Taylor came in, did some cool stuff. Nothing amazing. Um, and they they pulled it pretty close quite a few times. But the Eagles pulled away with the victory. Jalen Hurts had a great game, 24 for 38, 301, one touchdown, one pick, one sack. And then uh, DeAndre Swift getting back to it, 20 carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Hurts also having a rushing touchdown. And uh, his passing touchdown went to Devontae Smith, who was four receptions, 79 yards, and A.J. Brown. At six receptions for 80 yards. Once again, like other than Swift and Hertz, like I guess mainly in the receiving game, typically we're used to seeing one guy really stand out mm-hmm. very even across the board today in the receiving game. A lot of spreading the ball around. Like you had Brown get 11 targets. You had Goddard get nine. Uh, and then Smith gets five. That's probably how they should be approaching this passing game much more often. Yeah, absolutely. But, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard's been looking really good since yeah. he's come back from that injury. And also, AJ Brown had one reception in the first half. He got the next five late in the game. Yeah, um, but the secondary is still definitely a problem for the Eagles. Yo, yo, yo! Did you see? Did you see that play where Zacchaeus got thrown into Boston Scott? Yeah, and caused the fumble on special teams. Yeah, that's tough. Tough scenes Bro, for my guy. That was insane. Isaiah Simmons literally threw him. Yeah. Like five yards. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. It was <laughs> brutal. Yeah. But, but, yeah, the Eagles still have things to improve. I know they won this game. They're 11-4. They're winning their division. They're second in the NFC. They're not. They're still not great. Yeah, They're not dominating like they did last year. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's what they need to do, uh, considering how much stronger the NFC has gotten. 
But I mean, they end Cardinals Giants, so yeah. they should add two more wins. Giants kind of had their number but, here. Yeah, and you you go to MetLife. Yeah, which is not a fun place to play. It's a good place to tear an ACL. I was about to like. There's a good chance we might not see some starters to that game. We'll see. We'll see where they're at. Um, Because what if they win next week? I think if they win next week and the Cowboys lose, they should clinch it. Yeah, they'll sit the starters unless um, it comes down to seeding with the Lions. That that could be yeah. an issue. Yeah, because with the Lions, yeah, I mean you have Lions Cowboys next week. Yeah, yeah. So if so the Lions that, win, then the Cowboys are done. But then the Eagles have to fend off the Lions for the seeding. So the the Eagles have a lot to play for in these last two games, um, despite the fact that they're eleven and four and winning their division. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll Little talk about this game that's going on right now. So Ravens 13, 49ers 12. Nothing's changed since the last update. But let's talk about Brock Purdy throwing three picks. (laughs) It's crazy. Man, dude, it's whopping. George Kittle, three receptions, 91 yards. Yeah. That's about it. Yep. That's about it in the passing game. Like how – I'm sorry. How do three of your first four drives – culminate with an interception one of them was deflected so i'll give him that yeah that one was just tough luck marlon humphreys made a great play on the ball yeah the first the first one he just got deceived by uh, kyle hamilton he had debo wide open in the end zone or so he thought under threw it a little bit kyle hamilton just ran in front and picked it off yeah the second one i already forgot how that shit happened yeah me too I think, was it Marlon Humphreys? No, Kyle Hamilton has two. Jeez. I think that one was the, yeah. the like, uh, it bounced off the receiver and he caught it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the safety. Yeah, man, that was. <laughs> Lamar tripped over the ref. <laughs> and got an intentional grounding as he fell yeah, that into was the end zone, wild. which is a safety. That was wild. What? Like, what, dude? <laughs> makes did you see, no did you see sense. Do you see the look on the official's face? Oh, he, like, dude, he, you got to feel like he, shit after that. No, like, dirt, while it was happening, when Lamar was running at him, he looked like a, like he was a deer in headlights. He, he looked like <laughs> he was about to die. Yeah, I'm watching back the, uh, the play right now. Maybe. Come on, ESPN. Oh. Figure shit out. Stepping up in the pocket. Oh, I'm all right. Well, I'm not gonna watch it because ESPN's broken. Um, yeah, and um, just you know, statistical update: uh, Lamar Jackson, twelve for twenty-one, ninety-three yards, nothing uh, of value in the running game outside of Gus Edwards' uh, touchdown. Zay Flowers, six receptions, forty-four yards, nothing from Odell. One reception for five targets. yards. Nine targets in the first yeah. half already for Zay. Crazy. That's a lot. Crazy. Um, and then on oh, the 49ers they... side, Brock Purdy, nine for 16. Three of his incompletions are picks. And he's got 144 yards. And then McCaffrey, of course, balling out, nine carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. A touchdown. Uh, and then Kittle, three receptions, 91 yards, leads the way. 
I really don't know how the rest of this game is going to go. This is going to be interesting, honestly. Is that a hold? They, they call yeah. it a hold on that? Okay. Yeah, it would have been a touchdown to Zay Flowers, like a long one, too. Yeah. Because he would have got around him. Ooh, tough. All right, it, well, Colin, that's NFL Week 16. What a great week in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, fantastic week in the NFL. But it was a crazy week when it comes to the MLB because, uh, wow, a yeah. lot happened. A lot happened. <laughs> and uh, we'll start off with, of course, the biggest news always coming out right after the Friday episode goes live, and then we just don't record for a couple of days or something, and uh, it all gets swept under the rug. Yoshinobu Yamamoto signs a 12-year, $325 million, million dollar deal with the Padres. Or, sorry, the Dodgers. <laughs> I read the wrong wasn't, line. The Dodgers. Wasn't, Garrett, wasn't Garrett Cole's, like, 230? Like it was in the it was in the two hundreds, wasn't it? I can't remember. I I'm, think it was. I, I think it was just over three. I'm not sure. But for less years, bro, three hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah, for a guy who hasn't pitched in the MLB. America. Yeah. Yeah, like, and supposedly the Mets and uh, so the Mets apparently matched the Dodgers' deal. So they want it. They'd add the twelve years, three hundred twenty-five million. Um, the Yankees went for ten years, three hundred million. So more money, or sorry, less money over less years, but more money per year, whatever. But they didn't backload the deal like the Dodgers did. So the Dodgers, just like the Shohei contract, backloaded the deal a ton. So they save money now. They spend the money later. Hopefully, it pays off. With a talent like that, it's probably gonna pay off. Uh, but you never know. It's but tough. For the Dodgers, two guys over a billion dollars. Yeah, that's uh, a little excessive. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Or the Braves have seven guys that don't even add up to 700 mil in our starting lineup. Yep. It's, it's, a it's crazy. It is, it's crazy. It is insane, bro. Like, it's... Makes me want a salary cap. Nah, don't wish for that. I know, but it's like to see like the Dodgers just spending a billion dollars on two players. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they're digging themselves in a grave right now, spending that money, but it's just like the other teams have no chance. Other teams can't match that offer with that. With It's, it's, I don't know. It's it just makes me think. Yeah. No, it, it's, it is ridiculous, and I think the luxury tax simply does not penalize teams enough. I, I think that the Dodgers are more than comfortable with losing a pick or whatever every year if they're going to have the best players in the world. Because, um, like, look at it right now. Mookie Betts, former MVP, one of the best players in the MLB right now. Freddie Freeman, former MVP, one of the best players in the league right now. Shohei Otani, back-to-back reigning MVP, the best player ever in the world, <laughs> probably. Uh, if, if we're looking at raw talent, he's on their team as well. Now they go out, they get the best pitcher from Japan. Now he's in the rotation. 
You pick up Tyler Glass now. Like, you got one of the best catchers in Will Smith. Walker Bueller is going to come back to this rotation next year. Yeah, it'd be like, what, the number four? <laughs> Probably number two, I'd say. Maybe one, honestly. He might come back and be one. Bueller, Yamamoto, Glasnow. You think so? I think so. I got you. I don't, I don't know if Yamamoto's day one starter. That's well, where I'm well, Here's the thing. I'm interested to see Yamamoto's uh, pitching sequence with a pitch clock. True. Because he's got a super long yeah. like wind-up and delivery and yeah. everything like that. That's definitely something that we'll see him test out in spring training. Yeah. I've been For reading sure. a lot about that. Like That might be something he struggles with. Yeah, it could def- it definitely has hurt pitchers over this past year, for sure. Um but yeah, that's uh it's a crazy signing, for sure. What a run by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's 30, 30 yards. Yeah, on third and sixteen. Woo. Tough. Puts him in, puts him in field goal range. They got ten seconds left. Yeah. Can take a shot at the end zone, but big time. All right, next deal though. Mitch Garver, two-year deal, twenty-four million with the Mariners. I like that. Not bad. I like that's it. That's like a, that's like a DH spot only. Yeah, yeah. He's not gonna start a catcher over Cal Rally. So yeah, um, it, it's it's a good backup. You know, they, you can platoon him if yeah. uh, Rally needs a day off. Yeah, just Which, flip flip him. DH catcher, DH catcher, whichever one wants to. Yeah, I like that. It also probably takes them out of the running for JD and uh, Jorge Soler. So. I think that yeah. you could pretty confidently say, considering they're adding another bat, um, that would definitely. Unless you were to throw, Soler can play in the outfield. Yeah, like he, he can, can play a for sure. Spot for sure. JD, not so much. Yeah, not as much at all. <laughs> it really sucks uh, in the outfield, but um, much more important, but under the radar move. Japanese pitcher Yuki Matsui agreed to a five-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal with the Padres. A much more tame deal <laughs> than Yoshinobu's, but I think this move is fantastic. Yeah, this guy is a solid long relief pitcher. Like, if you, uh, I was looking at the article about him. I think if you take off his first season in the MLB or in the uh, in the NPB. Um, where he actually started games before moving into a relief role. I believe he had like a two two fifteen ERA in his career mm. outside of that one season. That's amazing. And like this guy, over the last I think four years, five years maybe, um, he's had four seasons of thirty plus saves, and Damn. he's been doing long relief. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> he's one hell of a pitcher. Um and has not been talked about at all because he's a reliever. Um but I'm I'm very excited to see what this guy offers. But he's going to be the closer. Obviously Hater's gone. Yeah. So that's also an interesting part of this meaning Hater's for sure not re-signing. Hater's been in Texas. Yeah, that's true. He's Wait. not with the Padres. What? Am I dumb? Hater. Hater's not. I could have sworn Josh Hater was on the Padres. Is he on? Yo, are we? Are we? Yeah, I are, think we're both we dumb, dumb. Maybe. Are we dumb right now? 
I think, yeah, I'm dumb. Okay. I'm about what to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. I, okay. I saw, I, I read something where, like, a scenario he could go to Texas. Yeah. It's something we've talked about on here was the idea yeah. of him going to Texas. I thought it was, like, a deadline deal that I didn't know about. No. <laughs> I just forgot. Trust me, we would know about it yeah. if he signed to Texas. Yeah, okay. Moving on. <laughs> have a lot of brain farts today. Yeah, tough night for us. A lot going on. A lot of talking with family and stuff today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But let's move on to this. This is just fun. Shohei Otani bought Joe Kelly's wife a Porsche. Did you see the video? Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> obviously, to show his appreciation for them allowing him to take the number 17 for the Dodgers, uh, Joe Kelly now going to wear number 99. I like that number for him. She was like, there's a Porsche outside. It's like, yeah, Shohei bought it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It She's is like, great. Damn. Yeah. I just show hey pulling up to your doorstep with a fucking Porsche. Like, here he you go. He was not there. <laughs> I, know, I know, but just like imagine. That would be funny. Yeah. Show hey showing up to your house with a Porsche. Just being like, this is for your wife. Thanks. Yeah. Fuck you. Give yeah. me your number. I'm going to buy your wife a car. <laughs> well, obviously, you probably know the backstory. Um, yeah. And like, she was like leading the movement essentially for him to take. Joe's number. So, yeah. um, very cool by Shohei. And um, congrats to Joe Kelly's wife for getting a Porsche. It's a win win cool. right there. Uh, all right. Let's get back to actual baseball. Giants and Angels are showing interest in Snell. They seem to be the leaders at the moment. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't see either of those teams as contenders next season. I can see the Giants, not the Angels. Maybe. With the Padres. Losing, but that division is so stacked. But it's don't like the, it seems like every year we just say the Giants got better, and they really didn't do anything, and they keep getting linked to the best players every year, and they still never do anything. Yeah, out of the two teams right there, the Giants make the most sense. Agreed. If Snell goes to the Angels, his career's dead, and. Yeah. He's never going to have a winning season again. Yeah. I, I can't um, imagine that there's not, like, there should be contenders looking yeah. into Blake Snell. Like, the Rangers should be talking to Blake Snell. The Braves should be talking to Blake Snell. Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs, for sure. Fucking the Diamondbacks. Yep. The Diamondbacks should make a move. That Between rotation with- would be crazy. Corbin Carroll, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Blake Snell. Did you just say Corbin Carroll? Fuck. Jeez, Zach Gallen. Oh, my God. We're struggling tonight, dude. Yeah, and then you, your your five spot is uh, Brandon Fat. Yeah. Crazy. Not Corbin Carroll. No, not at all. Jesus. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> Cody Bellinger is believed to be asking for over $200 million. Fuck, I would if a pitcher's getting 325. 200 is a lot for Cody Bellinger. Like, I know he just had a very good season, but we've seen what Cody Bellinger could also look like. Yeah. No, that's understandable. The thing is, like, that Yamamoto signing is going to... It shakes things up a lot. And so does the Shohei signing. 
Like, 200 is about to be like a minimum on like shit players. Yeah. Coming we'll soon. It's it's bad. We'll see. But uh, I, I can see someone signing him for about 200. Yeah. And apparently that has kind of deterred the Blue Jays um, from going after him. They don't want to spend that kind of money. They've been in contact with Michael A. Taylor. Not a great replacement <laughs> for Cody Bellinger, but they certainly need help in center field. There's got to be. Nah, Go after be better... Kiermaier. Yeah, hold on. I don't know why they're not pursuing Kevin Kiermaier to come back. There's got to be better options. Yeah. Then let's take a look at this. Because Michael A. Taylor is not great. If I if I have to say so, there's nothing positive. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing talking to Michael A. Taylor. Like he plays a good center field. He just has zero bat. Yeah. It's it's a below average, honestly yeah. bad bat. <laughs> Bro, listen to all right, so you here's some people I would take over Michael A. Taylor. Number one, Nick Senzel. Yeah, I would I would take him over. Harrison Bader. Yep. Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, see, see if you can get Jason Hayward for cheap. After he already he resigned, a... I think. Did he resign? Yeah, I think he already resigned with the Dodgers. Okay. Then yeah, other than that, the next best is fucking Michael Taylor. Okay. I think unless Nick Senzel wanna... would not be bad. Unless you go like Jake Marisnik or Jackie Bradley Jr. You could go Aaron Hicks, uh, Kevin Pillar. Pillar. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. Not Michael A. Taylor. He's not your best available option. But let's go to the next thing. Teoscar Hernandez is getting interest from the Angels and the Red Sox. I think the Angels would work. Yeah. Corner outfield, power bat, extra base hits guy. Not going to play some winning baseball. <laughs> that, you got to make right a good fit of errors. Yeah. Yeah, probably DH quite a bit. I'm fine with that move. Red Sox is okay. Not not a huge fan of that move. I mean, they would just need a replacement with them getting rid of Verdugo. Yeah, yeah. But Teoscar plays horrible defense in comparison to Verdugo. Yeah. Where'd Verdugo go again? Yankees. That's right. Traded. Wow. End of it. That's crazy. Yeah, crossing into uh, the lines. That's poor guy. Yeah, he's gonna get, he's gonna get stabbed. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> All right, next All thing. Right. Ken Rosenthal has guaranteed that Dylan Cease will be dealt this off season. Did say Corbin Burns not quite as likely to be moved this off season as Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease has to become a Brave. Is that it's the only thing that makes fair sense. statement? The only thing that makes sense. Yeah. You got to come, come home. home. Come home, Dylan. Home. We miss you. Home. <laughs> Corbin Burns, I don't really. You can be a Brave if you want to yeah, as well. Yeah, if he wants to come to Atlanta, have at it, brother. 
You can be roommates with Dylan Cease. You can be roommates with Josh Hader. And Dylan Cease. Y'all can all have an apartment together. Yeah, I'm sure Dylan Cease wants to live in an apartment in Atlanta, considering he's from Georgia. Yeah, man, he knows how bad Georgia traffic is. He's getting an apartment right next to the stadium. Brother, he's not buying an apartment. (laughs) Not for what we're going to be paying him. (laughs) Ain't none Uh, of those guys living in the city. Yeah, no, Dylan Cease has got to be a break. I know, like, it just makes sense. Like, it's got to happen. Yeah, it almost makes too much sense for him to be. He literally said he wants to pitch at Truist Park. Best way to do that, last time I checked, is play for the team that plays 81 games there. Yeah. (laughs) You can pitch as much as you want there. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, you're not going to pitch there very often as a Philly, as a Met, uh, anything else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not gonna pitch there all that often, man. And he would pitch more than other teams if he. Well, yeah, I know that, but I, I was, you know, <laughs> not gonna pitch more than if he was a brave. Just saying. Unless he always just gets lined up to pitch away. Still, no matter what, doesn't matter. All right, next thing: the Giants looking into trading for a shortstop. What a surprise! They need help. All right, pull it up. Who's on the shortstop market? I'm already on the way. <laughs> I'm. I can't think of a single one right now. I get. You could go out and get Jonathan India, put him at shortstop. Let's see. We're gonna break it down. All right, shortstops right here. Oh, we talked about this. Uh, IKF. Okay. Eh. Paul DeJong. No, he just signed he was, with his White Sox. Yeah. Um, Tim Anderson. Uh, Nick Ahmed. Ooh, that's not, Brandon Crawford. Not a good Brandon, crop. Brandon Crawford. Yeah, just bring him the, back. Fuck it. The 37 year old. Yeah, fuck it. He plays good defense. Ahmed Rosario. That's not horrible. No. All right, so here's personally what I would do. Personally, what I would do is I would probably go out and get a second baseman and convert him to a shortstop. Jonathan, you got that or Whit Merrifield. Yeah, that's not bad. I don't know if Whit can play shortstop. Elvis Andrews. Old. Yeah, and he's two years younger than Brandon Crawford. It's true. Or just bring up Marco Luciano. Yeah, you know, that that makes the most sense. (laughs) That's what I think should happen. It's weird that they're trading for a shortstop, considering, like, three of their top prospects are shortstops. Yeah, I have no fucking... Don't know. I feel like Marco Luciano has supposed to have been coming up for, like, the last three years. And he just keeps moving down the overall, like, the prospects list. I think he's down to, like, the 30s now on the MOB pipeline. It's tough. All right, last thing. The Twins are listening to offers for Jorge Polanco and Kepler. Interesting. Kepler, you want to play mm. some left field? Mm. Or the Yankees? I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> Polanco's an interesting one. Yeah. That's... Giants? <laughs> Fucking both, both of them could go to the Giants. Yeah, that's... Good point. Yeah. Still doesn't fix their shortstop problem. No, not at all. 
Locker could probably play shortstop. I think Kepler played shortstop in uh, Dizzy Dean Bowl. There's no way you would know that. <laughs> that was just a bold-faced lie. I played shortstop. Everybody played shortstop in Dizzy Dean Bowl. Yeah, but I was like 15. <laughs> I was 15. Hopping into a, a wrecked he's a, baseball game. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have been a shortstop, but it was a it was a joke. Every time I went out there, it was always Where's like it? final inning. We're getting our asses kicked. Should should we put up a clip of you playing baseball? I got nah. a video of you hitting. Nope, I edit these. No clips going. That's for sure. Uh, um, I could put up a clip of Shohei Otani hitting a baseball. I look just like him, but righty. And put your face on Shohei's yeah. body. Yeah, and then I'll just invert it so it looks like he's right-handed. That makes sense. Yeah, perfect. All right, uh, anything else in the MLB that you would like to uh, talk about? Nah. I'm re- I need All to right. see more. Uh, more it's college feet. football time. Of course, it is college football time. We've had bowl games the last week, and um, let's go ahead and start there. Monday. December 18th, Western Kentucky versus Old Dominion. An all-time collapse by Old Dominion. Dude. He scored 21 points in the first quarter. They had a 28-0 lead in the second quarter. And they lost 38-35 in overtime. What the fuck? The Hilltoppers just... yeah. Crazy, crazy game. All right, Davian Irvin, Poindexter, Caden Veltkamp. Great game for the quarterback. Fuck, I can't find one better than Poindexter. Yeah, Poindexter's tough to beat. Jamez Drummer. That's good. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, oh, fucking uh, Ray Mello Murphy. Kendrick Simpkins. Not bad. Anthony Brackenridge. Fucking Virgil Marshall. Oh, what about the guy right after him? Evan Wibberly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a That's goofy good. ass last name, bro. Yeah, That's oh, good. Those are some pretty good, uh, pretty good names. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. All right. I don't really care much more about this game other than that horrible, horrible collapse by ODU. Um, UTSA 35, Marshall 17. You had the, the square off between the sons of Josh McCown and Chad Pennington. Owen McCown and Cole Pennington facing off in this bowl game. Ugh. Marshall struggled to put yeah. points on the board. Yeah, they were tough game for the boys. Yeah. Kavorian Barnes. Uh, Taiki Ogle Kellogg. I was looking at that one too. It's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Um, Jamori Robinson. Uh, I'm I'm assuming this is Reese Verhoff. It's a strong name. What about A. G. McGee? <laughs> that one's good. That's fire. Kylan McCracken. Stephen Dix Jr. Jalil Rivera Harvey. Not bad. Yeah, there's no good names here. Yep. All right. 
USF. Absolutely embarrassing. The Syracuse Orange, 45-0 to zero in the Boca Raton Bowl. Wow. That's, come on. Yeah, that's tough. They, they really do need Kyle McCord, don't they? Yeah, that's... <laughs> Braden Davis, six for 13, 84 yards. Yikes. Not great. LaQuint Allen had 20 carries for two yards. Is that right? What? No. No chance. That cannot be right. How? Because he had a long of six. How the fuck? There's no way. How How many reverses did they try? I, I simply cannot believe that. That can't be right. Fucking South Florida receiving. He's got some right. fire names, though. Seen a lot of LaQuint Allen run for no gain. So I guess that is right. Oh, oh. Run for a loss of 14 yards. Okay, so he fumbled and then recovered it 14 yards back. Yeah, but still, what about all the other kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I know. Uh, run for a loss of two. Run for two. I, I'd rather talk about the next game because yeah. the next game is actually good names. Between, I didn't care to look. Um, Doug Blue Eli. Dominic Ganella. Sounds like a weird sentence. Dominic Gonorrhea. Oh. Don't think that's his name. All right, next game, Friday, Georgia Tech, UCF. The Yellow Jackets get the dub, 30-17. to 17. Uh. Haynes King did absolutely nothing. But Jamal Haynes, fantastic game, 18 carries, 128 yards. Haynes King had a good game on the ground, 12 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. And then Dante Smith, 16 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. John Rice Plumley had a great start to this game. They went up 14-0 in the first quarter. And then they got shut down. <laughs> like it was yeah. utter domination from uh, from there on out from Georgia Tech. Yo, Plumley had 198 passing yards. Javon Baker had 173 receiving yards. Wow, <laughs> that's uh interesting. Well, you also had Timmy McLean come in the game and have one completion for 57 yards to Javon Baker. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> So that that definitely yeah. skewed the numbers. Um, yeah, that was a great performance of Georgia Tech. Glad to see him winning a bowl game. There we go. Very happy. Winning for them. winning season. And uh, let's just let's quickly run through uh, Saturday's games. Duke beat Troy seventeen ten in the Birmingham Bowl. We we said this was going to be a great game. I wouldn't say great. Uh, it was not great. It was close. Um, Basically, we said it depends if Riley Leonard was the player or not. Nope. He's transferring, yeah, he, so he's not. He didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Northern Illinois beat Arkansas State 21-19 in the Camellia Bowl. Cool. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't care. Air Force beat JMU 31-21 in the Armed Forces Bowl. It's only right. For Fuck the Air yeah. Force to win the Armed Forces Bowl. Dude, that running back for Air Force. Yeah. 35 carries? Yeah, for, for what was Emmanuel it? Michelle. 35 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns. You also had John Lee Eldridge the third, 
Eight carries, 78 yards. So they ran all over JMU. Yeah. Yeah, and their quarterback had a rushing touchdown. Fuck it, great. Let's just talk about how Georgia State went up to Utah in the Idaho Bowl. It beat the fuck out of Utah State. Yeah, well, they went up to Idaho in the Idaho Bowl. Um, that's what I. That's what I meant. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shout out Darren Granger. Solid game for him. But it's all about Freddie Brock here. I know Darren Granger also had 111 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. But Freddie Brock. <laughs> I can't even we say th- 24 had- carries, 276 yards, and a touchdown. He had 386 total rushing yards? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Insane. That, that's wild. <laughs> and he passed for 257. That's. We also put up 21 in the first quarter. Yeah, why do you keep saying we, like, you go there or root for Georgia State? State of Georgia, man. I'm a, I'm a Georgia State hater, personally. Southern, not state. Yeah, how, how did Southern's bowl game go? <laughs> not we great. About- we already talked yeah. about it. Not great. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Next game, South Alabama. Holy fuck. The first win uh, in bowl. I think their first bowl game win ever as a program. 59 to 10 over Eastern Michigan. And you had fucking Eastern Michigan fan or er, players running out on the field after the game and just punching a South Alabama player while he was celebrating. That was absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> just absurd. But yeah, South Alabama just domination from the jump. And uh yeah, 59 to 10. Final score there. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, as well, on Saturday, you had Northwestern 14, Utah 7. Gross. Wow. Gross game. This had to have been so boring to Bryson watch. Barnes, you need to go back to pig farming. I'm sorry. Quentin Jackson, transfer. <laughs> it was bad, dude. Horrible. Horrible, but shout out to Northwestern. Your your coach gets fired for hazing at the beginning of the season. You've been the laughing stock of the Big Ten for years. You come out, you get bowl eligibility, and you go eight and five. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out Northwestern. Uh, our final game from Saturday was Coastal Carolina 24, San Jose State 14 in the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Shout out to Shade to Clears. All right, let's talk about what everybody actually cares about, um, which is real bowl games (laughs) (laughs) with real ranked football teams. And um, enough enough talking about those high school games we were just covering. Any any good games leading up? Uh, Kansas UNLV. Guaranteed rate bowl on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, you could look at North Carolina, West Virginia. Yep, not bad. Oklahoma State then, versus A&M ain't bad. Louisville versus USC isn't bad either. Yeah. Then we get to some of the better games. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking NC State, Kansas State, and the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Arizona, Oklahoma, and the Alamo Bowl. Love that oh, matchup. That's yeah, a great matchup. And then... um. 
really getting to the meat and potatoes. Gator Bowl, Clemson, Kentucky. I don't really care about that one as much. Tony, Tony the, the Tiger, Tiger Sun Bowl, baby. Oregon State versus Notre Dame. I like that one. Um, and I then, care less about yeah, the Liberty Bowl. Don't care about Bowl. the Liberty Bowl. But then we get Give into the-, the big ones. The Cotton Bowl. Missouri versus Ohio State. A Kyle McCordless Ohio State. Missouri's about to dominate. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Is Marvin Harrison Jr. playing? Do we? Still, still, it's know? still not decided. Interesting. I got a feeling he's not. <laughs> Four days not before decided. that bowl game. <laughs> man, oh, man, they are uh, looking for some offense in this game. Over under forty eight and a half. I'm taking the over. Mainly because right I think now Ohio fucking... State the favorite. Missouri's going to put up 49 themselves. Yeah, ESPN bet only has them as a one-point favorite at the moment. Missouri's good, man. Cody Schrader is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, he is. And Brady Cook's not a bad quarterback at all. No, but just Cody Schrader just dominates the run game. Yeah, he is insane. Well, uh, next game, the Peach Bowl, right? (laughs) Next game is the Peach Bowl, right? Not the other one. The Peach Bowl. We'll skip the other one, right? Please. The Peach Bowl is literally the next game after. I'm not looking at the prep sheet, okay? Don't worry. The Orange Bowl. I know it's after those games, but. Four o'clock, Saturday, December 30th at Miami Gardens. Georgia, number six, Georgia Bulldogs. Number five, Florida State Seminoles. Georgia's favored by 16 and a half. Because today, literally Christmas, we got the news. Tate Rodemaker entering the transfer portal, not playing. Oh. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Who does that mean your quarterback's about to be? Good old Brock Glenn. Oh, I'm so excited against that Georgia defense. I literally, I think he's the only quarterback on the roster right now. Oh, that's no, actually, yeah. Fuck, yeah. The guy that was fourth string also is Jared, transferring. Is Jared uh, verse? Is nope. he sitting out? Th- he's he not out? playing. <laughs> Guess who else isn't playing? Trey Benson. Keon Coleman? I don't know about him yet. I haven't heard. Uh, Johnny Wilson, not playing. Uh, Uh, Y'all are are so fucked. Akeem Dent hasn't decided. Probably not. Not playing, most likely. He's going to the draft. Um, Oh, my fuck. What just happened? Brock Purdy just threw number four. No way. Yes. Bro, this is not real. Oh, my God. Brock Purdy, what are you doing? He's just wasting a gem of a game from Christian McCaffrey. Oh, this is, that's bad. Damn. Okay, back to what I was saying. Florida State has zero fucking chance. Georgia has their starting quarterback. We're starting a third stringer with our backup running back. Probably no wide receivers. Like, this is going to be hell. The best player on that Florida State sideline is going to be Braden Fisk. 
It's going to be a great game, Grayson. It is not going to be a great game. Great I swear game. to God, if Brock Bowers is playing, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. They just beat you like 60-something to zero. Dude, they're going to whoop the shit out of it. The over-under is 44 and a half. They're putting up at least 35. Oh, yeah, minimum. Like, it's going to be hell. And I'm going to have to just face it and just have to continue defending this hill that none of our players are playing. Literally none of them. You closing that day too? Nah. Or, yeah, I am. I go in at 3 o'clock. Uh, so I get to just miss that whole game, which is great. I'm so working, glad. Working with any Georgia fans that day? I'm sure I am. Let's talk about the Peach Bowl, I guess. Ole yeah. Miss, Penn State. Ole Miss is about to mollywop Penn State. I think so, too. Penn State's a favorite. Three and a half point favorite. Penn State might have the better defense, yes. Their offense is ass. It is yeah, so Jeff. bad. And Ole Miss has a crazy good offense. And I haven't seen anything about any Ole Miss players sitting out. Yeah, me neither. And they're having a fantastic transfer portal. I'd like to point that yeah. out as well. So they're looking to dominate this game yeah. to get people to sign with them. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out the fact that Quinshawn Judkins did nothing for like the first five weeks of the season. Still had over a thousand rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a monster. Um, yeah, that's nobody really cares about Auburn, Maryland in the Music City Bowl. I got or, Maryland winning that game. Uh, I think Talia's sitting out. Okay, then Auburn's winning. <laughs> Pretty sure, because Auburn's a seven-point favorite. And then um, you got the Barstool or uh, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming. Toledo's eleven and two this season, but Wyoming at eight and four is a three and a half point favorite. Um, I don't care who wins. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. But Baltimore is just putting it on the 49ers. Yeah, twenty three twelve at the moment. Uh, they just threw a touchdown to Zay Flowers. Oh, really? Yeah, thirty. So that's ooh tough. Okay, uh, rely quest bowl Wisconsin LSU LSU is gonna kick the fucking shit out of Wisconsin. Um, Fiesta Bowl Oregon gonna kick the shit out of Liberty. That one's pretty obvious. The spread, <laughs> wow. Okay, over under sixty seven and a half. The spread seventeen points in Oregon's favor. So they think Oregon's gonna win. You know. They think Oregon's scoring about, I don't know, 60 points. <laughs> I've got a feeling probably. that's going to be the case. Um, and then the Citrus Bowl is not a bad matchup. Iowa, Tennessee. Bo um, Nix is playing, right? I don't know. He might against Liberty. I would, I would think he would to try to like jump yeah. his draft stock up. Maybe. But he's also really old, so he doesn't want to hurt anything. That's true. Probably throw out his hip or something. Yeah. I don't know. Also, um, three three total interceptions on the year is kind of wild for Bo Nix. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. 40 touchdown passes and three picks. Yeah. One hell of a year for him. Didn't get Heisman, mm-hmm. though. Um, all right. Iowa, Tennessee. He has better. Okay. I still yeah. like Iowa. You're psychotic. Why? Tennessee's not good. Neither is Iowa. Iowa's good. 
They have a good defense. That's good. I'd non-existent offense. Does Tennessee have anything? I'd say Tennessee has an okay offense and an okay defense. Yeah, it's better than a great defense and a non-existent offense. Hey, defense creates offense. Sure, because they put up zero on Michigan. Michigan is way better than Tennessee. Still should have put some points up. Nah. If you're playing Cade McNamara got hurt in week two. Okay. (laughs) I I will put money that Tennessee wins by 10 points. Whatever. I put money that Tennessee is not going to score 10 points. You put bunny that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, fuck you. All right, let's talk about real football that actually matters to people. Alabama-Michigan. CFP semifinal, the Rose Bowl. Michigan, two-point favorite at the moment. What do we think of Colin? I know you're going to say that Alabama's going to win and blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be a great game, but... You saw the demeanor on that Michigan team when they found out they were playing Alabama. Yeah. They don't they don't want to play them. I think it was more that they wanted to play Florida State. Yeah, they wanted a cupcake win. Yeah. They ain't getting that shit against Bama because they getting fucking steamrolled. They're not getting steamrolled. I can assure you yeah. of that. I think Alabama's going to give them a game for sure. Don't tell me you think Michigan's going to win. I think Michigan's going to win. Ah, get out of here. Jalen Miller was so not good. Get your goofy looking head out, boy out of here. You're on my podcast. <laughs> Keep that in mind, Mr. Bama boy. Oh, Jalen Miller was simply not good. Is that Okay, is JJ McCarthy better? It doesn't matter because they have Blake Corum and a competent defense. Okay, we, if we keep Blake Corum from getting in between the 5-yard line and the goal line, we, he's not scoring. Stop Donovan Edwards then. Okay. I don't think you guys are going to win. I think it's going to be super close. I think Michigan's going to win. That's crazy. Dude, they... That's, that's wild. They played so well mm-hmm. in every single game. Every game. Every game. All 13 of them. Not just 12. And... I genuinely do think that, first of all, Harbaugh's back. Obviously, they're fighting with that shit. Harbaugh's probably leaving, so he's going to want to go out on top. I think there's a lot that goes into this more than just the fact that, like, yeah, Alabama is good, and they win a lot. This is a different Alabama team and a different Michigan team this year. I think Michigan's just better. I respect your opinion. All right. I'm glad. But again, that's that's all it is, is an opinion. What's yours? Yours is an opinion, too. Exactly. All right. So we think what we want to think, and let's just go on with our day. Once again, it feels like you're just, like, shutting down what I'm saying. No, I respect it, because, you know, it could definitely happen. But I just don't want it to happen. Okay, that's fair. I didn't want Alabama it, so... I. I know you didn't. Yeah. All right. Great. And I We're didn't agree Flor- to disagree here, Colin. I didn't want Florida State out of the playoff. But, right. you know, shit just happens. Whatever. Also, do you, you see Florida State's uh, social media post for Christmas for yeah. football? They like 
making digs at the CFB. Yep. Maybe not the best way to go about it, considering not a lot of people right now at the highest level of decision-making are a big fan of us right now. Uh, you know, CFP, obviously not in our good graces, but we're also suing the ACC. Um, so, I don't know. I think we should probably just play the defensive uh, <laughs> for the time being. But I don't work there, and I am not the athletic director, so it's not my problem. Let's talk about the last game, though. Texas-Washington. I think this game's a toss-up. I know Texas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Washington just does things that other teams simply don't. Yeah. And it's just the wideouts for Washington. Yeah. It's a huge X factor. Also, the over-under line is 63-and-a-half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then again, you got to remember, this is Big 12 versus Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as defense. Yeah. Ah, this is going to be an interesting game, let me tell you. Yeah. In Louisiana. It's tough. I <laughs> I don't know who's going to win. I, I feel like I'd probably be more confident saying Texas because like they do have very good defensive players. And like they've shown this season that they can play some pretty good defense at times, whereas Washington yeah. gives up a ton of points. Yeah, I just I, I don't know, man. It's tough. I I got I got Texas winning this game. I just I think Michael Penix is going to have some crucial turnovers that just like seal the deal for Texas. Yeah. I just like I, I don't know because like the thing is is like. Washington won a, quite a few games where like Penix wasn't the the key. Penix was yeah. not the guy. It was all in the run game, and they still won the game. I think that bodes well for Washington being that versatile. Considering Texas, of course, uh, what's it, Jonathan Brooks? Is that his name? Uh, is yeah. out. You know, he's been out for quite a while now. You know, it's not going to be easy uh, for Texas to win this game. I think it's really close, and I. I'm going to take Washington. I trust Kalen DeBoer's coaching as well. Saw him win some tight ones against Oregon. So I respect that. I like Washington. All right. Well, we have two entirely different college football playoff routes. Someone's um, going to be right. Yeah. Right? Well, no. Unless, unless <laughs> we could Texas... each have one right. Yeah. That Fuck. sucks. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is wild. Um, of course that that is uh this weekend, or sorry, next not this weekend, uh, next Monday, um, when those games happen. So, we'll we'll talk about. I, I get, I guess we can make this decision right now. Are we recording New Year's Eve or are we recording New Year's Day? Um, shit. What do you want to do? We can do. We can do New Year's Eve. Okay, because I, I don't I don't know I'm not really planning on doing much on New Year's Eve other than watching uh, football. So you check the uh, or shit. Would it be better to do it New Year's Day to cover the the cover the games January, after they happen? January first okay. games. Yeah, let's do it. All right, another Tuesday episode next week. Fuck yeah! Because of the holiday. Yeah. You can blame I don't know the Mayan calendar. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, that's rude. All right. I think I'm losing it. Let's go ahead and make some hot takes. What do you say? Yeah. Miami you Dolphins. Miami Dolphins are going to make it to the Super Bowl for the AFC. <laughs> Even with their banged up defense. Bro, do you not see what the Ravens are doing right now? I do. I think it's nah. going to be a great AFC championship, though. Nah. Just saying. I just, I just can't see it. I just think with a fully healthy Jalen Waddle, Tyreek, and Tua, Raheem Mostert, Dep- A-Chain, that offense is just so good. Yeah. And they're starting to get some defensive players back who have been banged up all year. So this team is just heading in the right direction. Okay. You see that you saw him just beat the Cowboys with where for the first quarter they didn't, didn't even use Tyreek Hill. Or Jalen Waddle, to be honest. Yeah. Jalen Waddle caught one pass the whole game. True. And he got hurt. True. All right. Um you still you still rolling with your Cowboys take after watching this game? There's uh, not much I can do about it. <laughs> it's already out there, man. No taking back hot takes. Um, I'll probably want to take back this one too, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it. Chiefs are gonna lose in the first round of the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't, think that's I don't know if that's take. hot enough. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. At this point, there's a chance the Chiefs don't even make the playoffs. I think the Dolphins are going to lose their first game of the playoffs. How's that? Oh, wow. Yeah, they're wow, going to lose that's... in the uh, divisional round. That's wild. I'll take. There you go. It's fucking shit, but it's fine. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't believe in them. I don't. I have to. What, man? Are you mad? You mad about that? No. You sound mad. Not at all. <laughs> Why did you just pick up a controller? I don't know. Open up some panini boxes. Are you? You're losing your mind right now. Is that is that what's happening right now? They're filled with scrambled eggs right now. It's ten thirty at night. I know, dude, but my sleep schedule's been so fucked. There's no way you ate scrambled eggs in the last couple of hours. I said my brain is scrambled eggs. Oh, I thought you said you're full of scrambled eggs. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're both losing it. <laughs> Guys, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, turn on notifications on YouTube, and uh, go to all these links down here amongst the snowflakes on the screen. Colin, you can play us out in just a second. But if you're on the podcast platforms, make sure you uh, give us five stars. And uh, leave a written review as well. And then follow us on all of our social media pages to keep up to date with everything happening in Second and Short. And make sure you join the Reddit and submit your questions for me and Luke's episodes on Fridays for questions time. Colin, anything for the people? I hope y'all had a happy holidays. And let's let's dive into 2024. That's true. The next time we will meet. It'll be 2024. Well, Happy New Year to everybody. I forgot about that. Yeah, great. Are you sure about that? Well, me and you. 
Next time yeah, me and you were yeah, on yeah. here. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah. All right, Colin, play us out, man. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on Friday. Peace.